even un like unsent it and resent it so that you would get the notification again. I was like, well, there's there's your problem. I don't give a shit, and I'm not checking Facebook. I have no idea that you've uh, sent me a friend request. I can't believe she had the guts to ask you. Let me quickly introduce the show, and then we're going to get back into this uh, important Facebook topic. I'm Piers Ray. This is Eric Ivanovich. Hey, it's me. And you're listening to Podcast vs. Podcast, the only podcast pitching show on the internet, as far as I'm aware. Uh, me and Eric, what we do here, we pitch podcast ideas to each other, sometimes with our special guests. Then, at the end of the show, we vote on those ideas, and if there's a unanimous agreement, that's our new show. This show dies. That's correct, Piers. Withers on the vine. Now, back to uh, this discussion of this friend... Well, she's not a friend. You never accepted her Facebook friend I did request. eventually. She was like, can you please? Like, it's my birthday today. I was like, well, Oh, okay. that's weak. That's weak? That's weak. She was so desperate for you to accept her friend request, she pulled the birthday card on you. Yeah. That's... What do you think of that? I don't, I don't I mean, care. she's your friend, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. It's I guess it's important to her that I'm Facebook friends with her. And it doesn't really affect my life. Eric, please be my friend. Oh. It's not like I... Is she, uh, actually, is she a friend, though? Is she a friend friend, or is she just a Facebook friend? Hmm, let's see. I would say probably no, she's not a friend friend. I don't know how to, how to to where the distinction is, I guess. I would it's say tricky. the distinction is... <sighs> would you go to this person's funeral? Would I go to their funeral? I feel... Would you make the effort to get dressed up and go out for this person if it was important? That depends. Am I explicitly invited? Like, did she put in her will, I want Eric at the funeral? That says it all right there. It says it all right Because if there. someone asks me to go. It should be about you gaining closure. If um, you died, I would go to your funeral. Right. I would go to your funeral. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Yeah. I would probably just have a party. Okay. Actually, I'm planning on it. Okay. And I'll be playing a videotape of myself during it. So okay. it's like I'm there. I'll right. already have been cremated. So I'm just going to do like a loop gif of me doing a little dance <laughs> to be set up in a corner while everyone else is having fun. I went to a uh, a, sh a show that you wrote based on this premise. Oh, that was well, that's similar. That's similar. A show based on... <laughs> On a on a strange funeral. Yeah, a strange funeral with a with a video playing of the person who's died. That's true. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's people should give their own eulogies. <laughs> it's the only way to make sure it's going to get done right. Um, I agree. Right. Hmm. Like, oh God, did I, did I tell you this? I uh, I had to. I didn't have to. I was asked to and decided to edit my boss's eulogy for his father oh, did i not tell God, you this no it caught me off guard you eric's react you have a common reaction my reaction was like surprise like first i was like oh no i i like because i apologized to him I'm, like, yeah. I'm so sorry your, your dad passed because i knew it had been a thing for a while uh-huh and um you know he was gracious and polite about it but just asked me to give it like a once over and punch it up a little and clean yeah. it up a bit you know didn't really give me instructions just said i think this can be better see what you can do with it that sort of thing that's really fucking weird pierce is it 
That's really, really weird. Why? It's I'm a writer. It's what I do for a living. I know. He's your boss. He pays you to, to write about talking dogs. Yeah. And to like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not identify anything here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it's... Um, uh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird to me. What part of this me. bothers you? It's... Why does it bother you? Because it does not really bother me. I like it was a little bit stressful at first because I'm like this is a huge amount of pressure. I don't want to fuck this up. It's a very important event. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I'm just writing a speech, and so I just wrote a speech. Ugh. I having a uh, having someone else write a speech for you, like write a eulogy. Yeah, but I didn't for you. Like he gave me. Yeah. The eulogy he'd written. Yeah. And so it like had like. Lots of great anecdotes and stories and stuff. Yeah. And so all I did really was I went through and I rearranged everything and made some of the sentences better, right. more poetic. It's just it's not like I was inventing oh, stories about oh, his. Really? I'm feeling icky. You are. I'm, you're I'm not feeling like lightheaded. You're not the first person to have this reaction. It's so weird. People to me. find I know I don't find it that strange to I, be honest. I find it extremely if, strange. Okay, what if? Would say you had something coming up like that, right? Like a parent of yours had passed. Yeah. Knock on wood, God forbid. Um, but then you're like, you're under a lot of stress. You're you you want to get this thing right. Mm-hmm. But you so then you turn to me and you're like, Hey man, I wrote a eulogy. Could you just give it a once over? Um, is it really like is that more so normal to you? It's it, it it's a little more normal because we're friends. I consider my boss kind of a friend, like. I mean, it's a professional relationship. It's a professional but I still relationship him where a he employs you to be a writer. Yeah, um, but, but I also have to work with him. I would, all the time. I would still feel uncomfortable passing off something that personal. Interesting. I, I never, by the way, I never said I don't want to do this. No, no, of course, right? it's like it's, and I was never in a position where I didn't want to do it. Right. To me, it was honestly like. Oh, thank God! I if get to do something different today. Yeah. <laughs> if it's normal for you, then yeah. it's normal. Yeah. But if you know, for example, if it was me, I would be like, uh, I don't really want to do that. Right. That sounds weird, and I, I'm gonna say no. Oh, see, I embrace the challenge of it. <sighs> to me, it's like an exciting new challenge, like something I've never, I've never had to write a eulogy before. Um, I would feel comfortable correcting the grammar. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable even rearranging. Or ch- changing an R to an is, um, actually, well, if this if that's it's grammar, grammar wise, I would yeah, do. yeah. But it, uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable like adding a comma to something. Oh, I if it was a if it was a eulogy, I rewrote stuff, and then we like sat down and we talked about his dad for a while. Yeah, and so like I like well, that asked even him more uncomfortable. I asked me. him questions like, okay, what are some of the things like you mentioned this here, but you don't yeah. go into it. What else? Tell me some more stuff about oh, this. God, that's I'm. I might die. I might die in this <laughs> really in this booth. <laughs> really, that's so funny because this was like aside from the stress of yeah. wanting to write well, yeah, and wanting to write something that can be read well and like will make an impression, an emotional impression upon this right. audience who will have to hear it. Because you you want to both honor the deceased and uh, you want to honor the deceased, make it easy for the reader, and inspire emotion in the crowd. That's like the the three purposes of a speech like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to a wedding toast, honestly. Any of those major emotional occasions. I would feel almost as weird being asked to edit a wedding toast. Oh, man. You have to. 
because if you've been to enough weddings and you hear enough wedding toasts, some people just cannot like their hearts in the right place. Yeah. But like when somebody gets up there and they start reading and it's just like a biography of like a biography of my daughter. Here's mm-hmm. a list of everything she's done since she was six. Yeah. Right. Here's every minor milestone or achievement. Right. And you're like, I get why this is important to you, but speak more to her character. Speak like, don't just have like a list of yeah. events and accomplishments. I would, fe- but I would think that when, when they were giving the toast, but if they had come up to me before giving the toast and said, Hey, can you give this a look over? I would be like, I'm not comfortable doing that. If, if it was weird. immediately before the toast, I'd be super uncomfortable. Well, no, uh, no, but like, you know, if someone was like, hey, I've been writing a, a toast that I'm going to give right. at, at a wedding f- for my daughter. Um, can you take a look at it and uh, give me your thoughts? I would, I, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable See, doing it. Me, Unless it was Fran. Like specifically me, Fran. Nothing. Especially because I spend so much of my time reading mm-hmm. other people's personal creative endeavors yeah. and then a lot of my job is having to judge them and be like yes this is good no you're not carrying this through line here yeah you know like you you have to this is just what i do yeah i guess it's just uh, so, it's just a writer thing you know, yeah, you're just, a writer and i'm not a writer you are a writer you are a writer <laughs> and it drives me insane that you're not you but like you that's the thing like you you have that same experience you're comfortable with doing something very similar in these other situations which honestly in a lot of ways is no less personal reading someone's short story uh-huh. if that's about if that's about something personal say right somebody writes a short story and you can tell it's about a I, event in their life i think it's the speech part of it i mean that's a genre if, or a medium it, all its own I if someone say. was going to um hand me like this is a piece of prose mm-hmm. that i wrote about uh about my father who's right. just died yeah i think i would feel more comfortable a lot more comfortable i would feel fully comfortable editing that right but if if it's the exact same the exact same words like the, but the same anecdotes but they're like this is a speech i have to give this yes. is a eulogy i'm going yeah i would feel uncomfortable with that okay so it's mostly the fact that it's going to be performed for people and this person is going to be under a weight of response like this person has to take your thoughts as well up there is yeah. that what it is i'm because i think it's like the reason i'm bringing i'm so curious is yeah. like i said you're not the first person to have this reaction to it yeah which and people are just like they're like when they first hear they're like I'm this no no and it's such a visceral reaction that I don't understand. I'm trying to get inside your guys. I think heads. part of it is like if I see someone get up like okay, so I'm gonna say a few words about my father who's passed. Yeah, and but secretly those words have been massaged right. by another person. That feels slimy to me in some way. It feels really. Greasy. That's it, it. Feels it feels like it doesn't fit. Well, then no wonder you hate every single politician on the face of the planet. Um, like, most speeches are massaged by other people. I know, If but not it's, written outright. I know, but people. it's it's not a eulogy. It's something different no, for me. No, eulogies and wedding toasts, people often get... People everywhere ask for advice for that kind of stuff. Because if... Uh, writing's uh, not, not like... easy. No, and not everyone has a skill to do it. Not, I would, not I would everyone rather, can write something yeah. that it reads great read aloud. I would you know rather I mean? hear a bad speech than hear a good uh, – uh, I would rather hear a bad eulogy than hear a good eulogy that yeah. they uh, outsourced 
or they got but they, they collaborated with. They didn't outsource. They, they just collaborated asked, on. It's not really a collaboration to ask for editors. Uh, it's it's not really, but if you're changing like when, words, when you read a book by a novelist, uh, every yeah. novelist has an editor who goes through and makes notes and suggestions. Does that mean you don't like that novel? Because that that editor is technically a collaborator. Yeah. But it's not the author. He's not the creator. He just advises. It's about it's specifically about language more than it is about content. If if someone got up and read a novel as a eulogy, the same the same novel that I don't have a problem with it being edited. Yeah. I would be uncomfortable. That is okay. Now I feel I feel now that we yeah. have somehow, and I'm not sure entirely when it happened, yeah. wandered into the Eric realm. No, no, no. We've, we've never... We've, we've crossed the border where Eric takes things seriously. No, 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 and no, no. We, we have in, not. And we have not? We have not, no. Because that sounds like I a haven't crazy entered the person's Eric. thought. Well, I'm, maybe I'm a crazy person. Okay, see? Now, when you say things like that, I think we've crossed from, like, good Eric into wacky Eric. No, no. I love both those Eric's. Don't get me wrong. They're both great Eric's. You think it's absolutely out of this world, impossible to take seriously when I say something like, uh, I I could be crazy. Uh, I think that it's hard to take it seriously when you say something like, look, if you got up and read a book at a eulogy, I'd be totally okay with that. If it's read as a book, but sorry, at a a funeral. But if you got up and read that same novel as a eulogy, I think it's gross. Like, it's crazy to me that you think it's gross that people collaborate on artistic endeavors or speeches. I just, I, I don't. As if it doesn't I don't happen. want a eulogy to be an artistic inve- endeavor. Maybe it, that's it. it. But it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's an opportunity for you to express yourself and honor a, a loved one. I think, I, I'm just, like. It's not a casual thing. This is just my gut reaction, by the way. I, I didn't, I didn't like, I've never thought about this before. I know you haven't. I feel like that's. A, a big part of why people are so off put by like it. if someone's at a funeral and giving a eulogy yeah um that uh that they had someone else edit and rewrite some parts yeah um i'm like oh that's uncomfortable but if someone is they like uh not at the funeral mm-hmm. they get up and and they give this eulogy they give this speech the exact same thing mm-hmm. and the exact same uh like the uh, the same it's the exact same speech that they worked on before yeah I, i'm more okay with that okay what's the podcast pitch by the way oh the podcast pitch is i rewrite eulogies and wedding speeches for people with you you and me rewrite any any personal speech that a person has to give politicians uh-huh. whatever if they send us their speeches yeah or whatever it is they've got to do their vows we write we do a lot of writing wedding vows for people they send them in we criticize what they have on the air. We say, this is good. This yeah. is bad. This one vow you wrote where you said you'll love them forever, that's great. This other vow you wrote where you said, as long as they don't get sick or old, uh, not so hot. And right. also not part of the marriage ceremony. So we're going to cut that out. And it would just be us punching these up and um, you know, t- teaching people about the art of speech making, of toasting, of, of honoring people, of writing. That's mm. it. Yeah. I, I call it eulogy Jones and Eric. Um, when I uh, when I was best man for Jeremy's wedding, yeah, I uh, I didn't write a speech. What? I improved it. You fuck. <laughs> How'd I, that go? Uh, great. Everybody loved it. Great. Okay, that's good. Thank God. Then it it worked out. 
Um, I did you, refused did to write you, a speech. Did you have talking points prepared? Did you? I can't remember. I blocked it out. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah, that's fair. That's. Fair. I was the MC for the wedding as well. There, uh, the way that they wanted it set up was that basically they said immediately they were like. Because uh, Jeremy's wife gets like you know uncomfortable. She has she has anxiety issues. She's like, I know that if it was me, yeah, and I was at someone's wedding, and I and there was a uh, uh, baseline assumption that I had to give a speech, I would be anxious about it. So yeah. they had me make sure that okay, so we're gonna enter a period here where if anyone wants to make a speech, anyone can do it. Absolutely, nobody has to. The uh, uh, relatives don't have to. Nobody has to. I don't have to. They yeah. don't have to. Nobody has to. If you want to, you can, no matter who you are. And so I still had not decided at that point if I was going to give a speech or not. <laughs> oh, God. So, because you... I wanted to, because, you know, it was important to me. Of course. But uh, I, but then I was like, well, I can't. I'm not good at giving speeches. You know what? I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. Because I had to give a speech as a best man two years ago. Yeah. As well. I wrote it. You wrote it down. Prior. I wrote it down. Not, yeah. and I didn't. Well, because you're a writer, I'm not a writer. You're so. absolutely a writer. You're just a lazy goddamn writer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I could write a best man speech. I do have all this writing experience, but I'll just wing it. It's only my best friend, other like, than Pierce. I think I have more improv experience than writing experience at this point. Have you been doing a lot of improv? 735 episodes of oh, this show. I guess you're right. <laughs> Holy cow. We should have. We should have just called this show "Winging It." Um, but I'm thinking now. Like, I did write it down. I didn't stick to it perfectly, obviously. Like, I wrote it and then I just highlighted the key words, and I'm like, "Okay, here's the beats I want to hit. I'm gonna play off the crowd. Like, you gotta yeah. play off the crowd. You gotta play off the crowd. You gotta play off the crowd, baby. Yeah. You want? <laughs> it's a wedding. You gotta keep things moving. Yeah. Up. You don't want to be like. You don't want to be the speech that fucking kills the energy in the room. Yeah. Like, and if you feel like you're getting there, move to your next good points. And just because it's it's really simple, you're just saying that you love. You're saying something great about the bride. You're saying something great about the groom. You something about how they're great together. Right. Maybe a little bit about your history, why it's important, like why this person, the groom, yeah, or you, the bride, whichever one you know, is so important to you, and what you know about them. Like you're telling like a little story, but make it quick and and get out. Get, get out of there. Get some laughs. Get some Leave smiles. Leave the wedding. Get a little heart. Yeah, leave home. the wedding. Go, go fucking home. I, the point I was trying to get at is I wrote this speech, and I remember, remember on the day how nervous I was yeah. about having to give this speech. And I kind of wish that had I written it earlier, yeah, because I was writing – like I sketched it out yeah. in the weeks going up, and I like I had an idea. And then on the drive up, I was like in the passenger seat on my laptop just like – writing yeah i'm like can't get this right none of it why didn't i write this sooner what was i thinking um but i do at the time i kind of wish i'd had someone i trusted just to read it and be like oh yeah 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 you probably should should take this out or that out there wasn't anything i would have taken out but if there had been like just for the peace of mind of having someone like having had you read it and then you would give it back you're like no it's fine yeah i would have said no i know (laughs) What is that? I'm not collaborating with you on your best man speech, Piers. No, I'm honestly, I might have, I probably would have looked at it, and I and I don't, I don't, probably wouldn't have given you any notes. I would not have come to you. No, no, because I'm, I feel like because I'm not a writer. Because you're not a writer. No, because I feel like I would have looked, you would have looked at it, and I would have been able to tell, like, oh, he's a little nervous about being asked this. I shouldn't have asked him. And you'd like read it out of politeness, but the whole time I'd be like, he's he's not gonna say anything. And you'd hand it back and be like, it's good. 
and then I'd have to go find somebody else because I would have known from the beginning that you were like. <laughs> um, and uh, and my pitch for today is above Facebook friend requests. <laughs> Here's a fun trick for Facebook friend requests: you can apparently delete them and send them multiple times to keep sending the notifications. Yeah, this seems like something that they should get rid of. That sounds insane. That's like rude. Here's the thing: I have done that before. Have you? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, well, maybe they're just so popular, I'm at the bottom of the queue. I'll add myself back to the top. And then I was like, oh, they just do not want to be friends with me. <laughs> and I was like, great, well, bye. Well, I think, um, for one thing, it could be a person like me who doesn't log into Facebook. Or n- another thing could be, um, sometimes I see, whenever I see Facebook on a TV show or movie, yeah. whenever it shows a screen, <laughs> they have like dozens of notifications and requests. I know. They're like, oh, I'm always so busy on here. <laughs> uh, like. I remember seeing that on uh, on Girls. Um, there's an episode where uh, uh, Lena Dunham's character, I think, like she re- she tests positive for HPV, and she's um, sitting on Facebook, like thinking about like what to post, and it yeah. sh- shows it shows her like her her screen, and she has like thirty friend requests. And I remember thinking that like I know that like nice she- try, Lena Dunham. <laughs> You don't even well, have she, one friend. Like, I don't know. There's She's another great. episode where Marnie shows Marnie's screen. She's got like 30 as well. Like, it's, okay. I think it's just normal for some people. I think it's normal for normal people to have just dozens and dozens of friend requests. For someone like my sister, yeah. who's a very popular and social person, like very upbeat and happy and productive member of society. Like, she's a, just kind of a golden child. Yeah. Um, I could absolutely see that being true. Yeah. Like, she's the kind of person that would go out to a party and come home and have like 15 new friend requests from just new people she'd talk to at the party. She may never <laughs> yeah. see them again. They'd be like, I gotta be friends with this girl. Yeah. Um, and not just so much for me. The last friend request I got was from a sex robot. Yeah. I get friend requests from my teenage coworkers. Yep. Who I guess teenagers still use Facebook. That seems weird to me. Surprising, um, isn't it? And I get friend requests from my Serbian relatives who have never met me and likely will never met me meet right. me and uh I don't speak Serbian and we don't actually have anything in common other than like my bubba is also their bubba right but i mean you never know one day they might want to come to the country and uh now they've got you now they've got now me. they've got you um that's yeah yeah. So every episode, I would just uh, review a friend request. People can send in their own friend requests. Should I add this person? Yeah. Like that we... kind of thing? Like, this person wants to be my friend. Should I? Shouldn't I? Yeah, they would throw in some context. Like, we met um, their uh, – one of my coworkers uh, used to date them, and they don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but we must have met at an office party or something. Or, like, they just, you know, I popped up on their feed because I commented on my coworkers thing, and they're still following them. Like, maybe they have a good relationship still. I had uh, I have, I had an outstanding friend request that I let sit for a long time. Okay. From me to somebody. Okay. It was to a teacher at a comedy school I went to. Okay. Uh, one of them, because I end up learning from pretty much all of them. Okay. And um, <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. And I was like, huh. That's so strange. I mean, she's they've they've accepted friend requests from everyone else in the class. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'll just resend it. Maybe they missed it. And then nothing. And I'm like, oh, I see. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> Message received. 
Um, oh, you're just not funny enough. I, I don't even think it was that. I think it's probably I think that, it was yeah. probably more like not likable enough. No, yeah, not likable because think... you're not funny enough. If you were funnier, then you Right, so the problem more. was I wasn't likable and I also wasn't funny. And therefore, I'm not going to be your Facebook friend. And yeah. That's about the time I stopped caring about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, oh, this is too much stress. Yeah. I feel so bad about myself. What a way to find out. Yeah. What a way to find out this person does not care for me. <laughs> I was like, I thought we got we get along so well in person. I'm like, oh, you're just being friendly. Hmm. What a what a facade. Um. Anyways, uh, I'm voting for mine. No, yeah, I'm gonna vote for mine because I don't need any more goddamn Facebook stress. I don't need any more of that either. But I just really don't like yours. Oh, you don't need eulogy stress. No, I don't. I do not need that. Bad news. I need you to help write my eulogy. No, <laughs> please. Your eulogy. Eric, You're gonna please. go. You want me to co-write your eulogy? Actually, I just want you to write it, and then I'll edit it and tell you when you get it right. Cool. That sounds awful. All right. Well, you're going to do it. You have until I die. Mm, I hate it, and I'm saying no. Well, I thanks for listening to podcast I, versus podcast. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. Eric's going to write my eulogy Ugh. and deliver it. Ooh. Not just write it; he has to give the speech, Ugh. ten page minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! I'm going to use a large font size. Oh no, Piers is dead now. He was a guy. By Eric. The end. Great. Everyone, you can check us out. We're at Podcast VS on Twitter. You can review us on iTunes. Uh, I'd recommend five stars or higher if that's possible. Uh, it's the only way to be fair. Anyways, guys, have a great time this week, this weekend, whatever day it is. I'm very tired. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.